Welcome into The Harvest, a podcast dedicated to helping you live your faith, share the message of Jesus, and make disciples in the everyday places of life. My name is Andrew Stroud, and today I'm joined by my teammates Abigail and Lakeith, and we're going to be talking about how to go deeper in your prayer life. So we're going to be covering several things like how to get the right perspective on prayer, how to develop biblical convictions that help you gain consistency, what it means to pray in Jesus' name, and at the end we're going to finish with some practical tips that you can use right now to get started and to go deeper in your prayer life. So make sure you stick around for those. But before we jump in, Abigail and Lakeith, it's been a couple of weeks since we were together on the podcast, so let's catch up with each other and with our listeners. Abby, what's the latest with you in Texas? Oh man, well, friends, the end of school countdown has begun, and (laughs) I'm both happy and sad about that fact, as I guess by the time we get to our next group podcast, I'm pretty sure I will have three children at home, and I don't even know if we're going to be able to record a podcast ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can't, I promise. I'll just go hide in the closet. It'll be cool. So, but yes, we are on like the final um, last couple of weeks, I guess. So it's feeling really crazy over here. I feel like May is another December. And I read somewhere recently that like May is as busy as December, except there's no presents at the huh. end. And I was like, yep, Aww. that sums it up pretty well. But <laughs> but for the kids, there's there's summer break. There's so summer. summer. That's true. The gift of quality time with their mother. Yes. Right. <laughs> Well, that's that's some real talk right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the end of school being a uh, a love hate. Yeah, I am excited. I'm excited for you too, Abby. Uh, I feel for you, but I'm excited. So, <laughs> uh, and on my end, I am going to be that guy today, guys. We are 30 days away from the old ball and chain. <laughs> oh man, the old ball and chain. No, 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 What just happened, bro? Don't yeah, know. What is that, even? Uh, I thought I thought you said you had been through the pre-marriage counseling already. I did. What is just that happened? Not a cool thing? Is that not kosher? Uh, oh. Anyways, uh, I'm excited. It's a blessing. Excuse my joke about the old chain. I thought that was funny, but yeah, uh, we're we're gonna we take did. that out for you to help you. Oh my goodness, you're kidding me, guys. My printer just started printing. Excuse that hey, noise. Hey, awesome. And yeah. N- not a problem a at all. Printer. It'll, it'll okay. be good ambiance. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> Cap off that thought. We we get the keys today to the apartment, so the family's gonna move in this week, and then I'll be moving in later after the after the twentieth of next month. So we're excited. Yeah, that is exciting, and actually, just a lot going on here in the local area. Um, A lot of exciting things for our local church family. Um, It seems like weddings are happening every other week, and uh, then we got some friends who have been out of the area who are moving back. So. That's exciting. Um, I think the biggest thing, I, I really like what you said, Abigail, about May being like December. I, I'd never heard that before, but I'm experiencing <laughs> it. So that it's resonates. Real. For sure. <laughs> um, but we've got a couple of kids that are wrapping up the school year and ours are a little bit older than yours. And so I, I am excited about them finishing up. Um, our, our 17-year-old is looking for a job. And uh, hopefully he's going to get hired on by Chick-fil-A. So anyone hearing this right now, say a little prayer that uh, Ethan gets hired on by Chick-fil-A. I confess I've got I've got uh, dual motives. I, oh, I want him to learn more no about his doubt. work ethic, but 
I, maybe they get like an employee discount, which discount. would be awesome. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Um, I mean, let's bring that on home. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's another good reason. He maybe he'll develop a little bit more etiquette and manners yeah. around the house. We'll, we'll see. That would be a fun test case. But no, we're um, we're doing well here. We're actually taking a group. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend, so we're taking a a group of folks up to Sequoia National Park for the long weekend. And uh, I'm excited about that. It's it's people from our church and people that we're reaching out to. And I've never been, so I've heard it's beautiful and really looking forward to that. So lots of good stuff happening here in the uh, the local area. So um, so yeah, that, that sort of catches us up, I think. Great. <laughs> well, let's get started. Let's do this, yeah, guys. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, first off, I just want to give a little shout out. I feel like after that friendly banter, everyone's probably feeling great. So it's a good time to get into this. If this podcast has ever encouraged you listening, would you take a minute to rate and review our show on iTunes? In fact, iTunes is the biggest podcast pr- platform. And so even if you don't use it, your review helps new listeners find the show. So please, please write us a review, and we will also read every single review, and they help us get to know you better and help us create a better show, and they also really encourage us a lot. So (laughs) that's my little plug that I just wanted to throw in there before we get really into today's topic. So thanks for giving me that second. Oh, also, leave us a five-star rating. Just FYI. That's important. Like, that's really important stars, to me. If you give us a four stars, just know that you're just basically saying that Abigail's not going to sleep tonight because she's going to wonder about that star. Oh, so that's on you, person listening. I'm just kidding, but not really. <laughs> no, we, we really do appreciate that, and we appreciate you leaving the five stars so Abby can sleep. Yeah, um, we do. Yeah, the reviews help. I mean, it, it's an encouraging it's an encouraging thing to hear back from listeners and to hear that it's, you know, what they like about the podcast. It does help us figure out how we can be more of an encouragement, which is really our whole purpose for doing this. Mm. Uh, We enjoy spending time with each other, but we would definitely not be recording it (laughs) and putting it out on the internet um, if we weren't ultimately hoping that it was going to encourage God's people. So um, definitely take the time to do that, to leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. Well, I, I don't know if we made anyone feel guilty, but I did hear once that if you want to make a Christian feel guilty, you can ask them about one of two things. The first is, how are they doing sharing the gospel? That usually will make us feel guilty. And the second is, how are things going with your prayer life? And so I just want to start right there. Uh, I don't know where I heard that. I, I don't know who to give credit for uh-huh. that, but do you guys think it's true? And if so... Why do you think it's true? What makes prayer so hard? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's true for sure. Like I've once heard actually a while ago that the things that get done are the things that get inspected. So if you know somebody's going to ask you about it or check up on it later as far as a deadline, uh, you're a lot more inclined to do it. So I think someone coming up and asking a believer, hey, have you been sharing your faith with others in the everyday places, whether it's at work or with your family? Um, there's something about it that's very challenging because it requires a certain amount of courage and, and commitment to the mission. And then the same with your prayer life. Um, 
because for the most part, that's between you and God. And when someone inquires and asks about it, it uh, helps you be accountable. So I think that quote about, you know, the things that get done are the things that get expected are true. So if you know you're going to have somebody checking in with you about it or asking about how it's going, then uh, the truth comes out. So, I mean, I hope it would be an encouragement that, man, that, that question should challenge me and I should go deeper with sharing my faith and with prayer. But I think that question is necessary, asking how it's going, for sure. Yeah, what about you, Abby? What do you think makes prayer so hard? <laughs> well, um, for me, I think it's hard because it's literally a battle. I mean, I think um, hmm. we can easily forget that. But, I mean, in Ephesians 6, I think, you know, it literally says for we struggle against, or not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers mm-hmm. and against authorities and powers and all that good stuff. And Hmm. I really see prayer as a big piece of that struggle. And so I think it is hard. Um, So let's just go ahead and, you know, embrace that fact, like know it and then know that um, the fact that it's hard is not a good excuse not to do it, I guess. Um, (laughs) But I mean, I even just this past week experienced that I was doing kind of um, intensive prayer times for some reason. This this last week was filled Hmm. with them. Um, I was praying with a girl on the phone and I got off the phone and I immediately felt really sick and like physically sick. And um, it just kind of hit me like, well, of course, the enemy doesn't like it when we're um, helping someone gain freedom through prayer. Mm. And so it was just like a a physical reminder that um, we are up against principalities and powers of darkness. So um, it should really actually hopefully it does for me and hopefully it does for you too it should get us fired up that we should want to spend more time in prayer and when we start to feel those feelings of like oh this is so hard and so fill in the blank then we should be reminded that you know that's not a good excuse we should still get at it yeah i mean that's a great point i mean prayer is absolutely a spiritual endeavor and not all the forces in the spiritual world are inclined towards God, and we do have real enemy, a real enemy who is trying to work against us, spending that time and drawing near to God, which is hmm. one of the ways that prayer is described. So I think that's that's a great way to put it that that prayer is literally a spiritual battle. Um, you know, one of the few times Jesus taught on prayer was uh, directly was in Luke eighteen. He told a parable. And, I believe it's only found in Luke, but it's about a widow and a judge. And it says that he told this parable specifically to teach his disciples that they should always pray and never give up. And then he tells the story about the widow and the judge, but that little preface that Luke gives us that he told it so that they would always pray and never give up Mm -hmm. tells me that that that's a real struggle point for many of us as disciples, that our tendency is to to stop praying and to give up. So Jesus wants us to overcome that and mm. to understand that that prayer is worth the effort and it's worth continuing with it. And the story goes that the the widow has this need and the judge is the one who can provide the, the answer and the, and the solution. So she just keeps coming back to him again and again, asking for him to to hear her pre- her request and to grant it. 
And the judge in the story is not a particularly great guy. He, he's no fearer of God. And so it's not out of the goodness of his heart, but he finally decides that he's going to grant this widow's request because he's worried that she's going to wear him out by her constant requests. I think that's the way the New Living Translation puts it. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I think, um, I, think, I think that's what prayer sometimes feels like for us is that we're going back again and again and again. And the judge was feeling worn out by her constant requests, but it took a lot of effort on the part of the widow as well to continue to, to seek the judge and to ask for him to, to move in her favor. And then that story ends with a really interesting question by Jesus. He says that when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? And that's directly tied to this story. And so this question of Jesus of will, will there be faith on the earth when he returns mm-hmm. is directly connected to prayer. Will his people be praying and not giving up and so um, it's kind of a challenging and encouraging story. So we, we definitely want to talk about this subject of prayer. It's something that many people might just assume, but um, if we can get a better understanding of it and learn some tips on how to practice it, it can be a real source of life, not just for us, but we're going to see that, that prayer does affect change. And so it's it's one of the reasons why we should be motivated to continue to prayer. But mm. Let me ask you guys, how has your perspective about prayer changed over time? So earlier in your faith, or maybe even before you had come to faith, were there some some ways of thinking about prayer that were not helpful to you in the past that have shifted? Um, you know, this is this is a good question, and I, um, I don't want to just go into this like huge backstory, so I'm trying to think about it, cut this down a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to just... Um, tighten it in by saying, I think I've told you guys before, I, you know, came from a very conservative um, church, Bible believing, like Bible preaching background. Um, And I also came from a church that was just really dedicated to prayer. In fact, that's what it was founded for. Um, So I was brought up with people that prayed like literally beautiful prayers, like every single Mm. week. Um, you know, it'd be like call on so-and-so from the congregation to open in prayer. And, you know, you and I would be like, Jesus, you know, help today. And no, no, it wasn't like that. It was like legit poetry coming from whoever that was. Like, <laughs> um, so I grew up with just this idea of prayer as just being very beautiful and very like filled with scripture and, and kind of a little bit of a monologue from us to God, and it needed to be mm-hmm. pretty for it to work. Um, so that was obviously mm. wrong thinking, and definitely not at all what they were telling me. I just what the little kid version of me thought. Um, and then going into college, I went to a very, very charismatic church, which was very much into the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit and just going by what the Holy Spirit has to say. And it was really the first time that I had listening prayer introduced to me where there was this aspect of listening to God's response, which actually was a great thing to be introduced to me since I had been in this sort of monologue ideas before Mm -hmm. then. Um, (laughs) But it wasn't long before I realized that without um, the strong backbone and balance of the Bible, those people who were just relying on the Holy Spirit were kind of being tossed and turned in the wind because there's not much to base whatever words they think they're getting from the Holy Spirit on. 
Um, and so that has kind of brought me to where I am today, which is that if we don't have the word of God just or just yeah. like entrenched in it, then it's going to be hard for us to know the the voice of the Lord, really, because we aren't familiar with it. And in the same way, you know, we need to have that time of listening and not just us presenting beautiful prayers or even messy prayers to the Lord, but also a time of hmm. listening to what he has to say to us. So just, um, I think for me, the word and prayer are like two sides of a coin of that communication with God that, and that relationship mm-hmm. is even better word probably, um, that we need to be having. And so it needs to have both sides of the coin. You can't have one without the other to have that mm-hmm. relationship, um, conversation with him. So that's kind of the, that's the story in a nutshell, sort of where I've come into my beliefs today. Yeah. I, I think so many people will probably identify. I know that there was a time in my own life where it almost felt like I needed to make a speech to God, Yeah, which <laughs> I guess is understandable. I think it's pretty natural if you're, if you're coming before the creator of, of all life, then you know, there's there's almost a sense of formality that you need to to come to him with words that that really I don't know. And but you know, I, I've there's heard a so time many... for that too. And like, right. you know, I think the Lord appreciates the beauty of a poetic prayer. And if you know, if you feel <laughs> those words coming to you, then by all means, like let them loose. But I, I just um, I don't think it should hold us back. That if you're not a particularly eloquent person, um, yeah. you know, don't don't worry about it. You've got a whole Bible full of eloquent prayers you can pray back to God so yeah yeah but that's that's another one you hear a lot of people say especially young believers will say well I I don't know what to pray I don't know what to say Mm -hmm. and so hopefully when we move to our time of giving some tips to folks later you know there'll be some some helpful things there but Keith what about you what uh, what are some ways that your understanding of prayer has changed over the time for sure yeah thanks thanks guys Abby that was really good I uh feel a lot more freedom to use my Chicago public school education to pray to God and not feel, uh, you know, <laughs> ashamed or embarrassed. So that's, that's good. That's a lot of freedom. And, uh, I would say for me personally, it's probably, uh, trust, like, um, the way I've grown the most in prayer is, is trust. Like I've seen God, uh, answer small prayers. I've seen him answer big prayers and, and be faithful in those moments. And like you guys are saying, like, uh, even claiming some of the promises from the scripture and uh, believing that God will fulfill them has really been cool. So it's funny, Andrew, you're talking about your middle son, Ethan, you know, and uh, watching him grow has been kind of amazing, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I've been living with the Strouds for a while. So I remember there was a time when Andrew had to go with Ethan to uh, to drive the car. Like He couldn't go by himself. He had a permit. Andrew had to be by his side the entire time. But um, as Ethan got a little bit more experience, he passed his license test. He got his license. Um, he can drive by himself. You know, he has his license. And uh, you can see that trust, like, being formed over time. Like, so now Andrew has given him a little car. It's a it's a faithful Saturn. It's been in the family for a while. <laughs> and it's Ethan's car now. Like, Andrew can trust that he can go to and from school and be safe. So it's a similar thing with God where I... Uh, I'm praying with a lot more confidence to trust God with the big things because I've seen him answer in those ways. So when I'm asking God to protect my future family, to bless my marriage, to provide a home for us, um, now I can pray with confidence knowing that 
we can approach his throne with you know confidence and grace because we know what kind of God we serve now. And uh, that's been super encouraging to to grow and trust in that relationship. Yeah, that's that's great. I like that analogy too. And the the Saturn is definitely a, <laughs> a good word used for it. The faithful Saturn it yeah, is man. it is now um, survived four Stroud teenagers four learning how to drive, oh. which is pretty amazing in and of itself. A lot a lot of prayer has gone into uh, <laughs> that. I have to say, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, my I think my understanding of prayer shifted. In, in a couple of ways. One is that prayer isn't just about getting God to act on my behalf. I think that that was, I don't know, that was just the way I, I thought about prayer is mm-hmm. that as you go through life, there are times when you need God, and so you pray. And so to, to develop that further as you read the scriptures, it's, it's much more than just trying to get God to do something for me. And um, there's a great passage in Psalm 50 that talks about offering a prayer of thanksgiving, and that is our way of, of sacrificing to him. And then this, the next verse, verse 15 says, and call upon him in your time of need. And that both of those bring glory to God, both the prayer of thanksgiving and the prayer to ask God to, to move and to help you hmm. in your time of need, that God wants both, and they both bring him glory. And just... Understanding that thankfulness is is not only an appropriate type of prayer, but it's one that that God wants us to offer, mm-hmm. th- that I should be more mindful of what has God already done in my life that I need to take the time to recognize and thank Him for. <clears throat> and many times that, that leads to uh, a closeness with God that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. And then something that's been more recent, I would say, in the past several years is just the understanding that prayer is work. And I don't know where I got the idea, but at some point early on in my faith, I thought, well, when you're really spiritual, when you're really mature, then mm-hmm. prayer will just start to come naturally and you'll, you'll <laughs> want to pray or when you're praying, you'll really be engaged in it. And I don't know, guys, I'm, I'm uh, 25 <laughs> years into this journey with Jesus yeah. and it's still a lot of work. Now, oftentimes when I start praying, it will, you know, my spirit, my heart will engage with that and prayer does become more natural. But to go from everything that's going on in life and in the world around me to stop and turn my attention towards God and to begin to pray, it really does require discipline and work. Hmm. And so um, we'll talk some more about that here a little bit later in the episode. But Let me shift gears just a little bit because this is something that comes up a lot. If you're making disciples, you've probably had someone ask you this. What what do you guys think it means to pray in Jesus' name? Jesus told us to to ask in his name. Mm -hmm. He made some amazing promises that if we ask in his name, believing, we will receive. So I definitely wanted to throw this into our conversation if we're going to be talking about prayer. So Abby, what do you think it means to pray in Jesus' name? Uh, well, I feel like we're getting into some <laughs> theological stuff here, so um, so feel free to send us a note, but still give us a five-star rating if you feel like I'm <laughs> wrong about what I'm about to say. But to me, mm-hmm. um, if we don't pray in Jesus' name, then really we're, nothing's getting us in the door. I mean, there's uh, you and me are not w- like worthy to go before God 
Um, This is why we had priests in the Old Testament, you know, and even those priests had to sanctify themselves and, you know, be like fully holy and clean before they could even enter the temple. And they literally tied a rope around the dude that went into the Holy of Holies just in case he got struck down and they had to pull him out. You know, I mean, we really do have a God who is um, as pure and holy and righteous and deserves Hmm. only that and the only reason we can come before him like we do which man we are so lucky that we have this just at our fingertips at all times that we don't have to go through that whole process we have jesus and we pray in jesus's name so that we have clearance or i don't know Mm -hmm. what you want to call it but i'm sure you guys will have a better way to describe this just to to be even in the presence and have the ear of of God and so to me it's what is it's what it's all about like if we are not praying in Jesus's name um, then hopefully it's implied because we we need that power and that authority on which to stand or it's really just us banging on the door yeah I really like that we're actually I'm gonna be filming a, a mission minute here later this afternoon and it's on the the title of it is calling on the name of the Lord oh. which oh, is I think cool. a similar concept or similar idea that the scriptures give us to praying in Jesus's name but it really fits with what you're describing there Abigail which also fits with Hebrews chapter 4 where it does talk about Jesus being our high priest mm-hmm. yeah in the in the new covenant and that that passage ends with us being encouraged to draw near with confidence to the throne of grace mm-hmm. So there's absolutely a connection between Jesus being our high priest and us coming with confidence before the throne of grace, which is, which is a, a way of saying prayer, describing prayer, that we can boldly come before God in prayer with confidence because we're coming in the name of Jesus. He's our high priest. Um, I think that's great. And I, I think that that is one of the primary meanings behind praying in Jesus' name. Another one that that I thought about, which was just a helpful way of understanding it for me, is is the example of a company credit card. And so, <laughs> so what you're really talking about is access, that when we pray in Jesus' name, that's really the power that gives us access. And it isn't so much that we're, we're using magical words, that we're praying in Jesus' name as some sort of, um, unlock code, but we're praying in his name in that we're coming before God, we're drawing near to God through Jesus. So we're, we're offering our prayer through the name of Jesus because of what he's done on the cross. Um, so access is one important understanding of praying in the name of Jesus, but another one I would say is this example of a company credit card. If I go out, if I work for a company and they give me a credit card in the name of the company. I cannot just go out and buy um, a Lamborghini with that <laughs> credit card because that's not something that the company is interested in me having. True. And so it's it's the balance that if we ask anything in his name, so if we ask anything that he would want us to have, then we can be confident that He's got the power to make it happen. So if I have to make a huge purchase for the company, but it's something that the company is interested in, then that's not going to be a problem, that the company has enough money reserves 
to to cover that and to make that purchase happen. I don't have to have it in in my bank account. I can have confidence that the company mm-hmm. has enough mm-hmm. to, to cover the cost of that expense. And I think in the same way, when we pray in Jesus' name, one of the, the meanings there is we're praying for things that he is interested in us having. And and we can be confident that when we pray for those things, that we'll receive them, that he's not going to come up short, that there's enough in his account to to make it happen. And so it's, it's sort of a good balance because I do think some people do treat praying in Jesus' name as as some sort of rabbit's foot, that, that they're going to get whatever they want as long as they pray in Jesus' name. I don't think that that's the case at all. <laughs> it, it needs to be something that he wants us to have, yeah. that, that the company would want to be purchased, um, which makes it all the more important for us to understand what is Jesus interested in me having so that I can pray and, and trust him for those things. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully that's helpful to folks. And like you said, um, if folks want to write in, I would love to hear if there, <laughs> yeah. there are other ideas that they have about yeah. praying in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let, let's do this. Let's, let's ask, what are some of the key ingredients of prayer for you guys? Uh, yeah, so I wrote out um, my little list last night, and I'm still unhappy with my list. And you guys are going to see why <laughs> in just a second, but it is what it is. So I think for me, the key ingredients of prayer really it starts with um, perspective. It just uh, it's what we gain in prayer, but also just uh, we. In fact, I think what we were just talking about is such. Um, a part of it, of what Andrew was saying, that when we go before the Lord in prayer, that if we aren't going into it already with some perspective, then Mm -hmm. we're probably going to gain it really quickly, just because I feel like there's something about prayer that allows us to see better, you know, what the kingdom of God is about, what Jesus is about for us, for our lives, for those around us, for whatever we're asking about. And so it's just a great way to gain perspective and so when we need it when we need perspective really prayer is where we should be going for that and then I think another Mm -hmm. key ingredient of prayer is persistence which we've also kind of already talked about but um, I just want to reiterate the fact that prayer is hard and um, someone just asked me last week they were um, talking about their they have a ministry partner and uh she was saying like, I know we should pray together and like we've both agreed that we should do that, but we just never seem to find the time and it's always rough and hard and um, you know, how should I, should I, you know, always be the one bringing it up? Like I feel bad about that. And, um, and so I just told her, you know, Brett and I have made a commitment to pray together every night um, and from the beginning of our marriage. And it was something we did very, very consistently the first few years of marriage. And then whenever I um, was separated from Brett with our twin pregnancy, we kind of got out of the habit for a little while. And then it was very, very hard to get back into the habit. And I just told this friend, like, prayer is hard, which we already talked Mm -hmm. about. And it's hard, like we should want to do it. I mean, I don't know what would hold us back from wanting to do it. And in our marriage, we've seen that it makes our marriage healthier. Our relationship, you know, is, has better communication, all the good things. And yet at the end of the day, it's still a struggle and hard to do. So we just have to have persistence. It's a really important thing to Mm -hmm. just think about going into it. Um, we, 
we need it and we need to just push through and sometimes just sometimes just going through the motions um is is a blessing to us because we're being persistent um yeah so and then praise um i think we've are also already talked about how we can kind of get in that mindset of like okay i've got this laundry list of things that i need to ask god for for him to do so let me just take those to god um but and and forgetting about praise and worshiping god and just um coming before him and acknowledging who he is and and if we're not the poetic type, then that means, you know, even <laughs> quoting scripture back to him um, and just yeah. reminding ourselves what we know to be true about God. Um, so, and then here comes the last one. I hope you all noticed how I used P words and they just flowed forth <laughs> from me, just like, boom, praise, perspective, persistence. I mean, it was just beautiful. <laughs> And then the last one is silence. And I could not think of a P word for silence. Is there one? I don't know. Oh, it's very annoying. I got okay. you, Abby. I got you. Oh, you got oh. one? It's, it's, it's pausing to listen. Pausing to listen. I should have texted you. Man, okay. Boom. Well, there we know. go. Okay, so the last If it makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because I, I literally put in parentheses, darn that last P, like that I put in our notes. So, um, yeah, pausing to listen is the really, really key. And it's hard. I, I tell you this probably because it's my hardest um, key ingredient to prayer that I need to remind myself of because I'm obviously a talker. Um, and I'm also a doer. And so sometimes sitting in silence and pausing to listen is can be really um, hard for a person like me who is a person of action and a person of words. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell you how important it is to really be in silence before the Lord and to listen and to take the just the time. Literally, it is probably one of our greatest sacrifices in this day and age. And so we should be happy to give it. Um, but just really just coming before the Lord and maybe we say our peace for a few minutes, but then just coming before him in silence is really, really key. So tell us a little bit more about that, Abigail. What What is it? Because I think maybe for some of our listeners, that that's maybe a new idea hmm. to, to pause, silence. to listen. Yeah, <laughs> okay. silence. When it comes to prayer, I mean, I yeah. think we tend to think of prayer as us speaking to God. So mm-hmm. what is it, you know, can you tell us from your own experience, what's been the benefit or, or maybe just a few lessons? Um, I think that if this is a new thing to you, um, then my advice is to do it with someone else. Um, so uh, that means, you know, getting together with a friend and, you know, maybe opening the prayer together, like having a purpose for that prayer time, whether it's, um, you know, you have something that you want to hear from or like a question that you want answered or whatever. And you bring that before the Lord together and then you both um, just sit there literally in a, a silent space and you just try to hear from the Lord. And then you, in your own mind, you can... Um, whatever comes into your mind, um, if Mm -hmm. it's a Bible verse or a picture or song lyrics, just keep repeating over and over again, or a memory comes back to you, whatever it may be, um, you kind of like 
take it in your mind's hands and you kind of like look at it in your hands and you think, huh, okay, I wonder what that, you know, can mean. And then you continue to sit there and whatever is coming into your mind, whatever, you know, you are kind of processing, then you maybe start sharing with your friend there. And usually if this is a new practice for you, the great thing of having a trusted fellow believer to sit with you is that you really will literally have similar things that the Lord is giving. It's kind of like a confirmation of what he's speaking. And that can be very Mm -hmm. helpful as you're sorting out the difference between your own random thoughts of like, oh, I just had way too much chocolate earlier and that's why I'm having these crazy (laughs) thoughts. But literally what the Holy Spirit has to say. So that's just, I just skipped ahead to where we were giving um, tips, but oh well, we're doing it now. (laughs) So is that that helpful at all or did I get into too too much of the weeds? no, I think it's fine, and we will loop back to some tips at the very end, but I know for some folks that's going to be a new concept, so if they have other questions, they can definitely you know connect with us. We're going to be posting this podcast on our Facebook page. Yeah, we could probably and, do a whole a whole podcast on listening-type prayer, because um, it is sort of maybe a not-talked-about form of prayer. Yeah, so. well, maybe we will if down we the road for to. sure. True. <laughs> well, let's talk about motivation, because... We've sort of touched on it in different places throughout the the show so far, but you know, knowing how the hows of prayer won't really help us, and we're going to get to some of the how tos mm-hmm. here at the end. But what is it that motivates you guys to pray, Keith? Let me ask you what mm-hmm. what is the why of prayer that that most motivates you to be consistent? Yeah, that's a good question and a good transition i think for me personally just knowing that jesus did it like knowing that uh jesus prayed to the father uh so often and uh that's a privilege um you know jesus acknowledged our father in heaven and uh, hallowed be thy name he he, uh, he was on the same page with the father and it seemed like it was, he was always trying to get away to pray to the father so i think that uh as christians like jesus gives us a new life um but he saves us, you know, so what's, I gonna say, what's the point of living, but what's next? And I think the biggest goal is becoming like Jesus. So the fact that Jesus prayed uh, motivates me to pray because I want to grow and be like Jesus. And having that mindset that uh, the writer of Hebrews had when he said, and without faith, it is impossible to please God uh, because anyone who believes in him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So knowing that God is there and that if we seek him earnestly, he wants to reward us like he wants us to seek out his face. So that gives me that gives me a lot of motivation and encouragement. That first one being like Jesus. And secondly, uh, I think it's how a lot of us get started with God. And I know that uh, uh, I don't think that, you know, praying one prayer or praying a sinner's prayer is how you began your relationship with God. But uh, the first time you see somebody really talking to God and having that conversation is such a beautiful step, you know, and uh I think that's how we get started, and I think on our deathbed and our last moments, something we'll enjoy doing is, is praying to God and praying for what we're leaving behind, and you can see that also in Jesus' life when he had his last hours, he spent a lot of it praying to God, uh, and lastly, probably uh, there's a verse that says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, you know, uh, I think the cure to <laughs> anxiety in America <laughs> That's going so rampant. It's pro- I think it's God. I think it's prayer. Uh, there's so much to be worried about all the time. I think if we just stopped, and like you said, Abby paused 
have perspective and pray to God that he would, uh, that he would, you know, give us his peace in exchange. So I think, uh, those are my big motivations trying to be like Jesus first and foremost. I think that's our goal now. And, uh, secondly, it's how we get started with God and it's how we end, you know, that's how we end with the Lord. And lastly, uh, the cure to anxiety, don't worry about anything, pray about everything and, and God will give you peace. Even if he don't grant your request, he'll give you peace. Does that make sense, guys? Oh, Keith, that was so good. I really <laughs> love that picture of it's the big, you know, it's the first step towards God. And then hopefully we're we're praying it out at the end. And I yeah. hadn't even thought about the fact that that's how Jesus spent his last hours. But it absolutely was. That's really mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh, so good. I can't even follow that. It's awesome. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> well, yeah. you've got your own motivation, so you can definitely I do. Well, you can definitely I, follow. <laughs> I love prayer so much. It's I like I told you guys before last week I just had a lot of opportunities to pray with people and it just reminded me I just love it. I love just been especially with people, praying with people is just man, I would do that all day if I could. Um it just it brings about direction and focus and freedom and revelation and literally healing. I mean, we should really be clamoring at the doors of heaven considering what prayer accomplishes and does in the spiritual realm. And really, any anything that we see with our eyes that's happening um, that's like fruit of you know our ministry or whatever, we should just go ahead and acknowledge that that was probably just planted in soil of prayer like people have been Mm -hmm. praying for that person or that that time together or just you know it is it is truly the labor that goes into that result Mm -hmm. in such a big way um did you know that every single major revival that has ever been documented has started with prayer and i know this because Hmm. i did some research so I speak with <laughs> full awesome. confidence. Every single one, every major revival. So if you would like to see a revival happen today, which I definitely would, you would like to see the Holy Spirit move in our country, in this world, in a mighty, mighty way, mm-hmm. prayer is where it starts. Prayer literally moves mountains. And it is so convicting to me to, to know that fact, to know that, all of those major revivals started with a few people like on the floor in tears, just seeking God and just asking him to move. Um, so if that doesn't motivate you, man, I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the motivations are definitely important and there's so many of them. I think you guys yeah. have, have given some great ones. Um, Abby, I really like that. You know, basically prayer changes things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, yeah. it's an act of faith on our part to believe that something that would seem in and of itself not to not have any impact to actually be speaking to a god that we can't see is going to change the reality of things that we can see right. and that's why i do think that prayers is one of the most fundamental expressions of our faith that we are people of faith because it makes no sense, just humanly speaking, from, from the world's point of view, to spend time, to spend hours praying, unless God exists and, and unless he hears prayers and unless he answers prayers. But the Bible tells us over and over, and just like you said, we've got lots of examples from history, recent history, 
and probably from our own lives. Yeah. Uh, I think all three of us would say that we've got examples from our own lives for of sure. where we've prayed for things and we've seen God work in a way that was beyond our ability. Um, so those are some great motivations for prayer. Well, I want to leave our listeners with some tips, some practical ways that they can take hopefully some of the great things that we've been talking about, the principles that we've been talking about on today's show. And I'm thinking about some of our our listeners who maybe are just getting started in their walk with Christ and just want some, some basic tips of how they can become more consistent and grow in their prayer life. Hmm. Or maybe a listener who has been following the Lord for a while, but their prayer life has stalled out and they're, they're not really dedicating that time to draw near and to, to pray and to trust the Lord in that way. So maybe we can each share one practical tip. What's one thing that you think people can do right now? <laughs> Going to make you choose. One thing that uh, people can do right now to go deeper in their prayer life. Abby, you need a minute to think about it, or? Well, no, fine. I'll pick one. But out there, just know that I'm gonna probably have to write a blog post or something because this. There we go. Whatever, 45 minutes is just not enough to talk about this topic. So I'm yeah, I'm left wanting. A- okay, um, I'm gonna say prayer journaling for me is the key thing because you may think that you're gonna remember what you've been praying about, but you will probably forget um, just because you're like me and your brain is that way. Um, so it's just really great for one, um, writing out prayers can really help you if you're even the tiny least little bit ADD, which I tend to be. So writing it down kind of like keeps you focused because you're literally having to write it. Um, and so that can kind of help get you started in the sense of literally writing out your prayers. And if, if you're maybe more, more affluent at that and so your prayers are just flowing forth and you can't write fast enough, then just bullet point, you know, kind of what you're praying as you're going just so that it kind of you have a record of it. And it really will be such an encouragement to you when you can look back um, days, weeks, months, years later and see how the Lord maybe word for word answer to prayer for you. Um, so that to me is a huge important thing to do. So journaling, would you, would you just pick up a blank journal? Um, would you use cards? Mm. Um, well, these days I use, um, the backs of my children's scribbled on drawings cause I like to save paper. <laughs> Um, but I used to use That's really cool. pretty journals and that was nice. nice. It's literally, I mean, it's kind of however you are personally. If you're sort of a, a nice and neat, tidy person and you want like it very well organized and documented, then yes, I would say journaling route. Or if you are doing a bullet point type system, then maybe just a stack of index cards next to your Bible would be really helpful. I'm um, just having a place where you can jot it down and I probably as I'm saying this to you you're already thinking what you would want to do right right. yeah but you basically you write out the things you're praying for and Mm -hmm. then you keep track of those cards or those sheets of paper because you also write down write down when the Lord answers those prayers I do yeah and I do that like on because I have a prayer card that has kind of my ongoing prayers on it. Um, And so I do write down 
when God answers one of those, because those are kind of like, you know, I've been praying for them for years or, you know, a mm. long time. Um, yeah. What I th- maybe is a little different um, is just the idea of, of writing out your prayers. And, you know, I, I mean, it's maybe a really impractical thing. I just know it's been helpful for me because it's not like you're going to go back mm-hmm. and just reread your prayer journals. I mean, who's got that kind of time laying around? However, I will just tell you a story that I do journal my prayers. So I'm like literally writing out what I'm praying. And I have had God say to me, like in another prayer session, like he'll, okay, so say sounds really dramatic. If you're listening, don't think that I can hear the voice of God because it's my (laughs) my voice in my head. Um, But I felt like I should go and find this journal that I had. And so I went and I found it and I flipped through it and I came upon a prayer where I had literally prayed verbatim for something. I'd forgotten that I'd prayed it and God had answered it. And so that was a huge, Hmm. like, really boost for my faith um, because he showed me how he had, one, given me the prayer, obviously, because I didn't even remember praying it. And two, he had Mm -hmm. answered it. So um, it, it serves lots of purposes. One, it's just a way to focus, a way to help you if you need that discipline factor of praying. Two, it's documentation, like you're keeping track of what the Lord is doing mm-hmm. in your life. And so you're bringing about like an added level of praise when he answers it. And then I guess three, it's just a real faith builder when you do get to look back and be like, wow, he really answered there. So, Yeah, that's good. Well, Keith, what about you? What's What's your one tip? <clears throat> Yeah, one tip. <laughs> I uh, I love our crew here at Into the Harvest. You'll see as we go through our one tips, each of us will have something different and unique to bring to the table. So I know. to we, me, it's kind of funny. So <laughs> we do, we really do. So I would say my one tip is just to find your rhythm, like find uh, your spot or mm. uh, your flow, wherever it is that you like to pray. You know. So for me, uh, there's almost two forms of like good prayer that I'll get most of the time. So one is when I'm driving my car, like every time I get in the car, I'll spend the first couple minutes uh, praying to God and asking him uh, to do God things in my life and, and others' lives. And uh, But as you can tell on the road, sometimes you can get distracted, especially here in California. It's like survival every time you're in the car. So it's not the most practical place to pray. <laughs> but uh, it's almost like a baby. Like I've, I've did it so many times that I uh, almost have to keep it going, like, because, like, the prayer, it is hard, you know, so for me, it's pushing through, it's like a newborn baby, like, sometimes they can't feed themselves, you have to force feed them, because you know it's beneficial for them, so even though my car time is not quality, I still need that time to just acknowledge God, acknowledge Him in my life, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, my one tip, my one recommendation is You're going cheating. for a walk. This is definitely true. I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm cheating a little bit. I'll take that. Go but uh, go for a stroll, go for a walk. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think <clears throat> there's a lot of freedom in this. So you can, you can talk out loud. You can be that crazy person walking down the street and talking to God and having this conversation because uh, I think that's okay. You know, if we're you know, it's all right to be out of your mind for God, you know, but if somebody sees you, you can also pray silently in your heart and in your mind to God. And I think he'll hear you just the same. So whatever feels natural for you. But I think there's some science behind moving and walking and uh, staying engaged, because like I said, when I'm praying and I'm walking versus in my car, I'm able to focus a lot more and make it through the names that I want to pray for. 
and the uh, the big picture things that uh, I want to see God uh, do in our lives. So, yeah, I think just finding your flow, finding your stroke, your place to prayer, to pray and keep that consistent because it'll help over time. Yeah, the, the prayer walks is a great one. That's that's oh, yeah. definitely been clutch for me, and it really helps you. I think it helps you concentrate, like you said. the The physical activity actually helps right. your mind stay right. uh, so focused. I have a question about it. Follow up yeah. question. Yeah. So, do you um, do you have that like as a regular thing? In your like a set time, or is it just when you uh-huh. can, or like, oh, I feel like I need to get one in? <laughs> oh um, yeah. <clears throat> see, guys, if you, if you're listening closely, you would see that Abby's trying to make me feel guilty by <gasps> oh asking my about gosh, my prayer that is life. Super not true. <laughs> no, I would like kidding. to say everyone listening is like that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? If you want to make a Christian feel guilty, ask them about their prayer life. I know. No, I'm just I just kidding. wanted to know, like as. I was just pointing out because I am like super type A, I would need to put it on my oh, calendar. Yeah. And I assume Good point. Good point. that maybe you just go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And like, I need a prayer walk. And I just wanted you to share yep. that. Uh, right, right. No, I am totally, <laughs> <laughs> I am totally organized person. So every day at three o'clock PM sharp. Oh, I yeah. get, no, I'm just there kidding. No, I, uh, it's <laughs> definitely more so by need and feel like, man, yeah, like this, okay. when there's big things going on and I need to clear my mind and, have the time and availability, like, uh, you know, yeah. go on a stroll with God. And also, I think, actually, it's helped me and Andrew's relationship a lot. You know, there's every couple months or so, we're just like, hey, man, let's do it. We know what that means. We'll we'll start walking, we'll start talking, and then we'll start praying. So I definitely think it's by need and by uh, what's going on. But that's a great question, Abby. That is totally I, a guiltless question. Yeah, we're question, giving so, our yeah. listeners the freedom to just use this when they need it and that it doesn't have to be some super structured exactly. prayer journal. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or for the type A's, it can be structured. <laughs> or it can um, be 3 o'clock every Tuesday. <laughs> exactly, right. Tuesday. I mean, one of the things that's actually helped me, I am more of a type A person, is like I've got a mile route, which I know for me is going to take... 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. to, to walk and pray. And so if I really want to spend time with the Lord, then walking that route, it, it sort of naturally helps me spend that time because that's the only thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on this walk. Try not to bring any technology with you so that you're not distracted. Yes. And then you're going to spend 20 minutes prayer walking, which is which has been very helpful. So people can do it. You know, in whatever way serves them. Exactly. Um, and let me just give the final tip uh, that I would say is to get organized and and use lists. Again, when I was younger in my faith, I just had this thought that my prayers should be free flowing and whatever's you know at the top of my consciousness, that's mm-hmm. what I should pray about. And um, you know, we use lists for so many things that are important for us. So the things that you don't want to forget. Yeah. And specifically, this has helped me be more consistent in praying for friends and family, especially those who are outside of my local area that I might not see. And you can begin to lose lose track and just pray less frequently. And so I, I have um, lists of folks that I pray for, and I break them up Monday through Friday. And so every day has a specific group of people that I'm praying for. And that helps me to be consistent that I'm praying for people on a weekly basis, you know, not daily, but on mm-hmm. a weekly basis, I'm, I'm bringing these friends and loved ones before the Lord. Mm-hmm. 
and asking him to be at work in their lives. And if I know specific things that are going on, then I can pray for those. But even if I don't know exactly what's going on, it just gives me the, the chance to, to bring them before the Lord and to pray uh, for them uh, before him, which I think is, is really important. Um, you know, when Aaron, when Aaron would go into the holy place, so when he would go into the presence of God, it said that he had, he carried the names of the tribes of Israel with him on his shoulders. They were engraved on stones that were, were seated on his shoulders and over his heart. And, and it actually says, it's a beautiful picture from the Old Testament that he would, he would carry the names of the Israelites before the Lord. And I think we get the chance to do that. We get the, the chance to come into the presence of God. And even if it's just praying for the names of those that we want to see him work in their lives, it's something we can do. So, well, guys, we need to wrap it up. We probably could have done two, <laughs> oh, yeah. two episodes on this, but, um, yeah, I would just say prayer. It, it is one of the simplest demonstrations of our faith. And so sure. it's something that we want to go deeper in. So hopefully we can encourage you to do that today and give you some practical tips on how to do it. Luke 18, Jesus wants us to always pray and not lose heart. Mm -hmm. So, Abby, if people do want to continue the conversation, how can they do that? Oh, yeah, we really want to hear from you. I definitely do. As you can probably tell, I'm really feisty about this topic. <laughs> so um, I really want you guys to, to talk to us about this. What is your best tip when it comes to prayer? And just share with us on our Facebook page from this week's podcast episode. Um, you just go and comment on it. Uh, we would love to chat with you about it. And honestly, we also really do need your help. Um, Word of mouth is probably the number one way that others are going to find out about Into the Harvest. Uh, so if what we're doing here encourages you or just even this conversation about prayer makes you think of somebody, just share us with a friend or two or maybe 10, just whatever. I have texted um, links to various episodes to friends just like, hey, you should really go listen to this episode. Cool. And I just send them the link because then they can literally on their smartphone click on it and start listening right away and just easy way to pass on information and they're not having to go searching high and low for the particular episode you wanted to share. So that's a great way to help us and hopefully encourage others in the process. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we love hearing from those of you who are listening and involved with the End of the Harvest community. So definitely do that. And like Abby said, um, if it's been helpful for you, then share it with your friends. Well, next week we're going to be back and we're going to continue the conversation, but we're going to be sharing how you can go deeper in the Word of God. So make sure you join us then. Guys, until next time. See you then. See you guys. It was awesome. Thanks for listening to the show. One of the best ways you can partner with us to grow our community is to share this podcast with your friends. Whether it's word of mouth or sharing our content on social media, we need your help to spread the message. Thanks for being part of our family. Together, we're bringing discipleship into the digital age.